Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nine Bob Note with me, Paul. And me, Ken. Ken, it's over to you. The BBC. Oh. Now, Auntie is 100 years old this year. She is. And uh, she's a tough old bird. She's been around a bit. She's seen a few changes. And uh, for those of you that don't know what the BBC is, where the fuck have you been? (laughs) Biggest broadcaster in the world. Largely revered around the world. Whatever uh, we happen to think of the BBC at home, it is recognised as the best broadcaster in the world in terms of quality and um, the world services. It's a big thing for the British Army. But there has been accusations levelled at it in recent years, and not unfairly, that it's not entirely doing its job anymore. Uh, it is a little bit woke is a strong term, but it's uh, there's a there's certainly an agenda there to push for diversity in stronger ways than perhaps we are that diverse to start with. Uh, every program's got to have its box ticked rather than just being a good program. And there's been an obsession with diversity that a lot of people don't like. I've got to say, including myself, because it does detract from a lot of things. Coupled with that, there is also the argument, it's nothing new, but there's a big push now to abolish the licence fee. I don't agree with that. I think that it does keep broadcasting on an even keel. Uh, It's currently about 12, maybe 12, 13 pound a month for the licence fee. Money from that goes to, certainly from the BBC, but ITV and Channel 4 do get money from that as well. as terrestrial channels, bit of an outmoded term, but they are still known (laughs) as terrestrial channels. And it maintains a standard that other broadcasters have to adhere to. Now, my personal view is, you kick away the licence fee, what you're left with is wall-to-wall Shite, basically. It's uh, you can cheapen things. If you only need to look at the American model, and I'm familiar with American television models. You've been there and seen <laughs> it, and I've got quite a few American friends who just say that it's for every Game of Thrones. You've got a thousand hours of, uh, I think, what you would call poverty porn, <laughs> and, and uh, television shopping channels, and, and any amount of dross, and eight or nine advert breaks an hour. Now, uh, I'm well on record that I support the model that we have, if perhaps not the output. What are your views on it? I think I agree with you. I completely understand why people don't like the idea of the licence fee, because it is essentially a tax. Mm, It is. Uh, It's not optional. Mm. Well, it is optional in that you don't have to pay it if you don't have a TV. (laughs) But there are people who say, well, you know, I only watch EastEnders. I only watch EastEnders. I mean, who owns a TV and only watches EastEnders? So, But, you know, they perhaps feel a bit aggrieved. And so maybe there is a different way of doing it. But it's like you say, the fact that the BBC is funded in this way makes it somewhat beholden to us as a, mm. a listenership and viewership. And so it does have certain standards that it has to keep up, which is why they don't have the Love Island. And, you mm. know, and, and to some extent, there are some, some programs like that, which tend to be on like BBC Three, which is a sort of a youth. Yeah, a youth a, you know, channel, yeah. But they have to justify to the people, essentially to the taxpayers, every single thing that they make. 
and they have to be able to to budget it. It helps with keeping budgets under control because they can't just go and make something like the Game of Thrones, for example, mm. where you know where they're, they're talking millions and millions of pounds for an episode. But they can't do that, and we you know, we wouldn't expect them to do that. So. You know, maybe someone's going to come up with a better way, but I, do, I, I completely agree with you. If we get rid of the license fee, then the BBC will have no option other than to sell advertising. And then they're in the hands of the advertisers for deciding what gets put on there. And well, it will end up being the lowest common denominator. <clears throat> Everybody always cites HBO as this great... Well, look at what they produce. They produce Game of Thrones, and there are other examples. I keep coming back to that, but that is mm. the big one in recent years. Yeah. You know, Netflix have got Stranger Things, that sort of thing. And that's a subscription model, and it's only £7 a month, and I watch far more brilliant. But HBO, Game of Thrones is what? However long a series is, eight, nine, ten episodes yeah, a year? Yeah, about ten episodes, yeah. So let's just say your, your subscription to HBO was, I don't know, six quid or seven mm-hmm. quid a month. You're basically paying for ten hours a year. <laughs> Yes. That's quite an expensive series if you're paying 70 quid just to watch Game of Thrones. So basically, a subscription model where you subscribe to each channel because of the programming that they are. Netflix is actually a good model because most it collects together quite a few things. Mm. The only trouble is that system is now disintegrating because we had Star Trek Discovery. I was quite into that, actually. That was on... We got to series three, series four, about to come out. And then four days to go, Paramount pulled it and said, no, we're going to put it on Paramount. If you want to watch it, you've got to subscribe to us. Yeah. Which is another six, seven, eight quid, whatever it is. Well, screw that. I'll (laughs) I'll buy it. I'll I'll wait for it to come out on Blu-ray. I'll buy that instead and have an actual physical copy. It's not going to get deleted. It's not going to get pulled. Mm. It's not going to get revised. I've I've actually got a physical. I'm a great believer in physical media, as you know. But the other thing is that Netflix have now said that because revenues are dropping, they're going to introduce adverts. So you're paying a subscription and there are adverts. Hang on mm. a minute. That's a double buy. I mean, the day, that, the day that that happens, I will pull my Netflix subscription. I'm just not that. It's nice to have and we'll flick through it, but I'm not an avid Netflix watcher. I just don't watch that much TV. Mm. Um, I'm not going to pull and knock it as a, a service. I think there's bags of stuff on there you can just get lost in if you if you feel the urge. I just think that this whole idea that streaming is is the way forward. That'd be great if there was a streaming service that had everything on it. A bit like a license fee mm. in many ways. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the, there's not room for the model to change. Certainly with the way that things are streamed, you can now tell specifically how many times a particular program is streamed. Yes. You could ha- you could apportion to the penny how much money goes to each broadcaster if it was just one big television license that you paid per penny and you streamed everything through one source. I don't know what the answer is, but I do get quite annoyed with people who say defund the BBC, abolish the licence fee. You've got nothing to put in its place other than HBO make Game of Thrones and I like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. And lest we forget that if you wanted to watch Game of Thrones in the UK, you had to have a Sky Atlantic subscription, which is a a lot more than a TV license. Uh, Let's put it that way. And also Netflix is a huge loss making company. They make millions of pounds worth of losses. Mm. Presumably because they they can make up the money elsewhere by, you know, like selling the programs mm. that they make to other 
uh, to other areas and things like that. And obviously for something like Stranger Things, merchandising and things like that is a really big thing. But yeah, I think keeping that element of funding in some way, we you, you couldn't make the license fee optional. I don't, I don't, you know, sort of make it a subscribe to the BBC if you're going to use it. It just wouldn't, well, let me put it, let's put it this way. If that happened, you'd get swathes of chavs saying, well, I don't, if I don't need to pay it, I won't pay it. Yeah. They'd find some other way of watching it, mm. all these programs that they don't watch. And the BBC's money would halve overnight, comfortably halve. I I get my monies without a licence fee. Yeah. I certainly do. I read the BBC news page every day. I listen to Radio 4 a lot. Not so much for TV, but, I mean, Doctor Who. I like Doctor Who a lot. I'm quite happy to pay my 12 quid a month just for that. Mm. When a competent producer gets back. (laughs) from, from next year. Uh, but there are there are lots of other things that you know that I, I enjoy BBC wise. Uh, if I'm going to watch the news, I'll watch the BBC yes, news. It's, always. it's not too often I do that anymore. Again, I, I, don't, I just don't watch a lot of TV. But people crack on; they never watch any BBC mm. stuff. Yes, you do, mate. Let's not start the argument with a lie. Yeah, you do watch BBC stuff. You just don't like to admit it because you're just having a you just begrudge this. Yeah. Whilst paying seventy quid a month for Sky. Now Sky is dross. I can't remember the last time I scrolled through it, but goodness me, I remember seeing somebody's channels. Pff, there's nothing I want to watch on it. I think the the one that leapt out was actually UK Gold or something <laughs> like that. A repeat of Are You Being Served or something. I thought, oh, yeah. Night Rider will come on or, or Forces TV where it's all the old stuff and it's just dross. Millions of channels of crap. Yeah, they're all getting that way, which it kind of makes it nice that with BBC One and Two and Three, you know, for their respective audiences, despite the fact that we're going on to, people are streaming things now. So when a programme is advertised now, it's advertised on BBC One and the iPlay. Mm. And more and more people are streaming. But the fact that people still look to... BBC, what's what's on BBC One tonight? Mm. And, and you can put a program on, say, on Sunday night at nine o'clock on BBC One, and you know, nine times out of ten, that's going to be a really good something high quality. Yeah. You might not watch it on Sunday night at nine o'clock. You might stream it on the iPlayer the following day, or you might record it. But the way that it's it's designed is to reassure you that you know that there's that's going to be yeah. something good. We've already mentioned Doctor Who. Uh, back in the 90s, when it was in its hiatus, mm. you know, they brought it back with the TV movie, which was a, a joint production between the BBC and someone in America. <laughs> oh, there were, there were about four different partners yeah. involved in that. Yeah, that was a... Yeah, but the idea that this show, that really not an awful lot of people had watched towards the end, which, which mm. is why it was axed. But it, it was an outrage that anyone was thinking, well, nobody else can make this show apart from the BBC. What are you American. talking about? Yeah, um, which is probably why it didn't work, because everyone said it's too American. Uh, and then when it did come back, it came back on the BBC and everyone loved it. Sooner or later, the defund the BBC people are going to get their own way. Mm. I can't, the licence fee as it stands is being abolished in 2027. Thank you, Nadine Thank you, Doris. Doris. Yeah. What's being proposed in its place is remarkably similar to a license fee. So uh, I don't know what the answer is, but I do know that um, abolishing the BBC as a state broadcaster in its for, in the, the way it's funded, recipe for disaster. 
Mm. It's going to drag down the whole standard of television in the country. Whatever people think, we, I never watched BBC, never, no, I, I'm quite happy with Love Island or whatever. Brilliant. But it'd be wall-to-wall Love Island. There'll be no, A, there'll be no, much less money to spend on dramas like The Bodyguard. Mm. That, uh, that was a couple of years ago now, but... Everybody was talking about that. What's yeah, the what are the line, the other one? There's a line of juices. Oh, that's a you see how many people were talking about that? Yeah, uh, I remember at the time. Again, I've never seen a one, but they were all on about James Nesbitt. Hmm. He was in one scene in a photograph. <laughs> yeah. That can't be right. That's got to be a teaser to come. Peaky Blinders. How big's that been? Yeah. So that I did watch, and I bloody loved that. That was great. You know, I've never been a fan of Peaky Blinders, to be honest. I don't know why. I could just never get into it. I appreciate why mm. people do like it. But like Call the Midwife. It's a, a Sunday night TV drama about midwives in the 1960s. It gets millions and millions of people campaign. It's, it's on about its 12th series. But no other channel would make that because you'd just go in and they'd be like, well, we're not going to be able to sell adverts for this. Mm. And But someone at the BBC thought this is a great idea and ran with it and... And it's been a huge success. It's probably made the BBC an awful lot of money selling it elsewhere. So that side of things where the BBC can take risks with, yeah. with stuff, like they did with bringing back Doctor Who. It was a no. massive risk, but they hurled money at yeah. it. And reading back through it, because we've both read back through the, the history of it, there was a lot of money. Originally, the mm. series was going to be eight episodes long. And then um, they turned around and said, well, if we're going to do this thing, we'll, we'll hurl money at it. It's 13 episodes, but you better make it work. <laughs> and thankfully it did. Um, but the one that's leapt to mind just in, at the minute is um, Citizen Khan. Oh, okay. Which, uh, it, it was okay. It wasn't really, but this was a massive thing. Now, that's a series that no other channel would have gone mm. anywhere near. Yeah. And Adil Ray, the, the guy who created and starred in it, he got some tremendous flack from his own community for making it. But it was this colossal success at the time. <laughs> no other channel would have gone anywhere near that. We weren't, no, 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 no. We're not making a, a Muslim sitcom. No, 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 no. No. Uh, fireproof the office. Carol, cancel my one o'clock and get in the uh, the security team, please. And I cannot sing the praises of what the BBC have done over the years enough. Mm. Uh, my primary love and focus now is the radio output. The channels that they've got. Everyone thinks, well, I don't watch any of the TV programs. Well, maybe you don't, but you're telling me you've never watched any of the things that we've just been talking about. Yes, you have. Yeah. And it's always the people who say, oh, yeah, I don't watch anything on the BBC. And then you, you talk about something. Oh, oh, yeah, I didn't like that. Well, that was on the BBC. <laughs> How did you know you didn't like it? Or, or that was really great. And they always get involved. Like you say, it's almost impossible not not to watch something, even if it's just the news mm. or you know, the kids stuff. If you've got kids, CBeebies. Oh, everybody. CBeebies is the go-to. Nobody fantastic. ever talks about children's ITV. No. I'm sure it's perfectly good. It's not to knock it, but everybody plonks their kids in front of CBeebies. Yeah. And I've seen some of the output of CBeebies, and it's really good. Yeah. Uh, there's one that leaps to mind, Nick Pope's Popcast or something. It's just right. this... The most unlikely guy singing songs in this mocked-up caravan thing. And it's all animations, and this guy sings songs. You look at him, and <laughs> yeah. he's not got a television face at all. 
but it's brilliant. It's insanely <laughs> brilliant for the kids. What's the me? My sister fancies him, Mister Tumble. Oh. Holly, what's the matter <laughs> yeah, with you? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I've got concerns about Mister Tumble. But that's enormous. That's a, a huge thing. All the kids love it. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a, it's a bizarre mix of styles. Um, all the kids on it, uh, they have special needs mm. that appear on it, and everything is signed as well yeah. as spoken. I'm not sure how useful that is, but it's certainly a, a gateway into a world that able-bodied children might not necessarily be aware of. Yeah. I can't see any of the other channels going to that level of effort. No, not without it being like a tokenism yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, it is, it's that, that kind of thing, isn't it? With the, the thought that goes into the programming. And like you say, the news, although the BBC News gets a bit of criticism about its sort of political leanings, but... It's both left-wing and right-wing. Yes, yes, I'm unacceptably quite in- both. Ah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, it just depends who you ask. But it's what everyone tunes in. If something happens, I mean, just as we've been speaking, I've got a, a BBC News mm, Who's thing. died? Nobody's died. It's something's happened in the Ukraine. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, or in Ukraine, not the Ukraine. I do apologise. It, it it's been the default setting to call it the Ukraine. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure why we've... Well, it's because it's known as the Ukraine by Russia. Ah, right. So that's where we got it from. And so they just said, well, we're not the Ukraine. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> but as soon as anything happens, if you want to know more, you go to the BBC. Mm. But it on it when... <laughs> oh God, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, oh. Sir Bernard Cribbins. The, the news broke on the BBC. I mean, he was a huge part of the BBC throughout his oh. career. But the first thing that you go to is the BBC news site and... They did a tribute to him on the six o'clock news and it was just, it was wonderful. I mean, I'm guessing they probably had it ready to go. Yeah, they are already in the can, yes. (laughs) They're they're not uh, rifling through, frantically (laughs) rifling. There are obituaries primed for Mm. all the big ones. Yes. Um, Lee from Steps probably doesn't have one prepped. (laughs) I know, I'm sorry about that. Where the fuck was I going with? Um, <laughs> oh, that was a terrible week, that, though. Mm. Uh, we lost David Warner, Bernard Cribbins, and Uhuru. Yeah. In the same week. Yeah, it was awful. I did play Stuart the message, the, vo- the voicemail <laughs> message that you sent me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> yes, it was... Uh, it was it was very sad, but I didn't think of going anywhere else. No, the BBC's website, and it's something like a billion people use the BBC News website around the world, mm. and that's because it's reliable. But what is your alternative? That is uh, that's yeah. a question I would ask you, defund the BBC people. What's your alternative? Yeah, what are we going to do instead? So subscriber only, brilliant. So do we subscribe to every single channel individually? Mm. That's basically what you're postulating. That would be a very, very expensive hobby. Yeah. And and do you subscribe separately to the radio stations? Yes, because it would be... Uh, oh, uh, radio 4 would be... I would keep... Um, I like a bit of Radio 2. Oh, to be fair, yes. Yeah, Radio 2 is pretty good. Um, but bye-bye Radio 6. I'm not a, a huge fan of Six Music because it's directed at a particular mm. audience and a particular niche, which I I don't fall in that audience. Yeah. But 
what I what I really liked is they were going to close it down, weren't they? They said it's not going to yeah. there was a huge campaign and they listened to it and they, they have brought it back. But they've got other things like the again, it's tokenism, like the BBC Asian <laughs> network. The listeners are in tens for that. Get rid of it. If there's no audience for it, don't have it there just to signify something. If it's costing mm. hundreds of thousands of years to have it there. I mean, how many versions of Radio 1 do we need? <laughs> I think there are three Radio 1s now. Mm. Radio 1, Radio 1 Extra, and there's a, there is another one. Yeah. So just slim down what there is. The one that I think will be a crying shame is BBC Four. They're on about shutting it down. Yeah, and, and it's, the CBBC. And CBBC, I can't understand that. Yeah. Because CBBC is, all right, it's maybe not as popular as CBBS, but I've heard two kids now say, uh, I'm, I'm getting too old for CBBS now. <gasps> I've got to watch CBBC. <laughs> you think that step up is there. So what, what fills the gap? Yeah. You've only just taken all the kiddies' programs off BBC One. Are you going to put them back? So I don't know what the yeah. Is a, there's some very bizarre things. You could scrap all the regional BBC Ones. Just have a BBC One. There's BBC One Scotland, and then there's BBC Alba as well. Mm. So right, do, do they really need two <laughs> dedicated Scottish <laughs> channels? Is, is that there are other channels in Scotland as well? It's not. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I just don't think that abolishing things, that seems to be the way of the world. Abolish this, yeah. resign, resign, with nothing to replace it. It's just, we don't like this, we must get rid of it, smash the system. Now what do we do? Mm. So basically we're agreed the uh, licence fee should stay and everyone should shut up about it. Well, I'm going to whip out the boas. <laughs> No pissing about, it's five out of five. I think uh, for all that we complain about it, and of course we do, it is the backbone of British broadcasting, whether it's just the BBC or the wider scope for it. It's five out of five, it is a keystone. Do not get rid of it. It will be a mistake. Absolutely. I think we will see, because coming up, in the next couple of months, mm. uh, they're, they're going to have a big so celebration of the centenary, which is which is going to include Doctor Who. It is <laughs> it were, um, a, a fairly terrible episode of Doctor Who, I suspect. <laughs> yeah, this isn't a good example, <laughs> but there's going to be so much in there that makes you sort of realise. I mean, if you think back to the programmes that we watched when we were kids, when we were growing up, when we used to come home from the pub on a Friday night, all of the things, stuff that you watch clips of now, mm. it was almost all on the BBC. Yes. And they're still making stuff now that people are talking about. Yes. And people are still going to be talking about. So yeah, I agree. Five out of five, 100%, which is what five out of five means. <laughs> well, to round us off, uh, I was going to read you another chapter, but I think I'll vary the routine. Ooh. It's a screening queens. Yay. Nothing to do with the gay this time. I just fancied it. <laughs> it's a girl who's popped up on the TikToks and the YouTubes recently called Hayley Morris. I'm not familiar. She narrates her own body parts. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Well worth looking up, because I've got quite addicted to her videos. They pop up on Facebook Watch all the time now. And her liver will have a conversation with her about why you're getting those shoes out to go on. You're having another night out. You promised that we'd have dry January. 
it's just one night out. And then her heart will get involved when she meets a, a lad or something and then various other parts of it. Her uterus gets excited whenever she's got a date because she <laughs> thinks that she's going to get pregnant. <laughs> It's really, I'm not selling this very well, but it's really well done. Uh, yeah, Haley Georgia Morris. She's right. well worth a look on. Uh, it's such a simple idea. And I think the simple ideas are the best. Mm. Uh, but yeah, she's she's well worth your time. That will amuse you. Excellent. Well, I will, I will go and uh, download the TikTok. <laughs> and we will sign off, but we'll be back very soon with more Nine Bob Note. Ta-ta. Bye. Nine Bob Note featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman, and the programme was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.